Hello, I'm Derek Walker. I'm the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. And today we're continuing the series on healing, receiving healing through the atonement of Christ. This is the foundation for our faith to receive healing. This is what changes healing from being a hit or miss issue to having a strong foundation, knowing our covenant with God, knowing that Jesus has paid for our healing as well as he's paid for our forgiveness. And so we need that strong foundation to receive our healing. And uh, last time we saw that it's the very same foundation as for receiving our forgiveness. That is the atonement of Christ. Because Jesus died for all our sins, therefore forgiveness is available to all. And in the same way, as Jesus died for all our sicknesses, so healing is available for all, all of us, for all our sicknesses. And that's why the psalmist, in Psalm 103, he mentions both together as being covenant benefits for all of God's people. And that's why we should thank him, we should bless him, we should show gratitude for that. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within thee, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, and who heals all your diseases. So notice the benefits, the covenant benefits of the Lord that we should bless him for is forgiveness of all our sins and healing for all our diseases. And we saw that this truth is declared very clearly in Isaiah 53, the great proclamation of the Messiah's atonement. It says, Surely he has borne our griefs, and the word koli means sicknesses, and carried our sorrows, and that's the word makob, which means pains. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But, notice the first thing, he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, and secondly, the chastisement for our peace, that's our shalom, our wholeness, our health, was upon him. And by his stripes, or by his bruise, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, we've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him, caused to meet on him, the iniquity, that is the sin and its curse. That's the sin and the sickness. He's caused, the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And here we see that God's remedy for sin and sickness are the same. It's the atonement. Christ bore our sins and he bore our sicknesses. And this is necessary because sin and sickness are bound up together. Sickness, you see, is part of the curse of sin, the consequence of sin. Throughout the Bible, sin and sickness are connected together. And so they must be dealt with together. The root of sickness is sin. For instance, Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death. In other words, all sin has death attached to it. Sin is a darkness. And it carries death with it. The wages of sin is death, and sickness is incipient death. Now, that doesn't mean if someone's sick, they've necessarily sinned in some special way. Uh, although it is true that if we sin, if, especially if we're stubborn in that, especially unforgiveness, we open ourselves up to sickness. Um, because, you see, the very nature of sin is to walk away from God, and God is life, God is health. So as we walk away from him, we're, we're walking into the darkness. 
we're opening ourselves to sickness. But the connection between sin and sickness isn't necessarily, you know, that we sin and that's the reason for our sickness. But it is true on a deeper level because through Adam, you see, because before Adam sinned, there was no sickness. So Adam's sin opened the door to sickness and death because that caused man to be cut off from God's life. And it follows, therefore, that at, at its root cause, through Adam, that sin and sickness are related. Sickness is caused by sin. And so God, when he deals with sin, must also deal with its curse, its consequences, that sickness. And so if forgiveness is in the atonement, then it follows that also healing is in the atonement also. If Jesus bore our sin, he must have borne not just its penalty, its punishment, but also its curse, the consequence of that sin. And that's confirmed by the New Testament references to Isaiah 53. They both connect Isaiah 53 to physical healing. We see in Matthew 8.16, when evening had come, it says, that uh, they brought to him people who needed healing, who were demon-possessed as well. He cast out the spirits with a word, and he healed all who were sick. And then it explains how he was able to heal all the sick. And the answer is because he died for all, all the sick. And that's Isaiah 53. So he says that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, and that's Isaiah 53 verse 4, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. And here, the New Testament Greek makes it very clear that Jesus took our physical sicknesses and our physical pains, because the Greek words are unambiguous. Our translators have translated that he, in Isaiah 53, that he took us our sorrows and our griefs. But in the New Testament, shows that the correct translation really is our infirmities and our sicknesses. It, in other words, it's physical as well as emotional uh, infirmities and sicknesses, as well as the, emo the physical, as well as the emotional griefs and sorrows. Jesus took it all, in other words. And that's why he was able to heal all. You see, the healings before the cross, just like the forgiveness before the cross, was still based on the cross, because God's outside time, and he did it, on credit, as it were, because everyone who's forgiven or healed at any time it had, was on the basis of the cross. So forgiveness and healing is on the basis of the atonement. And uh, that's what Matthew 8 tells us, that healing is in the atonement. 1 Peter 2.24 also says, He himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that having died to sins, we might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. And so this again is Peter's interpretation of Isaiah 53 verse 5, which says that Jesus took our sins, and the uh, he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we were healed. And so, in other words, Jesus, Isaiah is saying we, he didn't just take our sins, but also he purchased our peace, our shalom, and by his stripes we are healed. And Peter is saying, yes, that has now been fulfilled through Jesus. Jesus 
bore those stripes that Isaiah prophesied, and he purchased healing for us. He purchased shalom. Shalom is out, the outward manifestation of all that we'd lost through Adam's sin now is restored through Christ, and that certainly includes healing. So the New Testament confirms that Isaiah 53, speaking of the atonement of Christ, is, includes physical healing. So if Jesus bore our sicknesses, we don't have to bear them. God laid my sickness on Jesus. He made him sick with my sickness so that I could be healed. You know, it's similar in 2 Corinthians. It says, he made, God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. We could also say, he made Jesus, who knew no sickness, to be sick on our behalf so that we might be made the health of God in Christ. Or he made Jesus, who knew no curse, to be cursed for us, that we might be made the blessed of God in Christ. You know, if Jesus, he had no sin and he had no sickness in his life, and if he hadn't opened the door to drink that cup for us of our sin, to receive our sin and sickness upon himself as our sin bearer, he would never have died. He'd still be traveling, having meetings. He'd still be alive. And you might think, well, that would be great. But that way, if he wouldn't have died, we could not be saved. We could not have eternal life. He had to do his greatest work in his death by bearing our sins and our sicknesses. So, settle it in your heart and mind. God wants to heal you. Healing is yours. It's bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus. He settled the issue that it's his will to heal you by dying for your sicknesses as well as your sins. You know, another proof is in the New Testament is Galatians 3.13. It talks about our redemption, that he has redeemed us. The redemption means the payment of a price to set a captive free, a slave free. And we were slaves of sin and we were under its control. We were under its curse. And we needed a redeemer, somebody who was free from sin, who could pay the price to set us free. And Jesus came to pay that ransom price to release us from sin and sickness, the curse. Christ has redeemed us, praise God, from the curse of the law. Now, if you check out what the curse of the law is, it's in Deuteronomy 28, and it lists all kinds of sicknesses. And then in verse 61, there's a catch-all verse that basically says, any sickness not named so far, that's included too. <laughs> that all of it is in the curse of the law. The curse of sin, in other words, you break God's law, these curses will come upon you. And so the curse of the law is the curse of sin is sickness, destruction of life. And it's the opposite to the blessing, the blessing of righteousness. When you're in right standing with God, you qualify for God's blessing, which is life. But sin brings curse and death upon your life. So Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. In other words, Christ has redeemed us from sickness. Having become a curse for us, he become sick. On the cross, he took all our sicknesses. 
having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. And so this proves absolutely that healing's in the atonement. Jesus took our sin, but he also took the curse of sin, which is our sickness. So healing is in the atonement. That's what I want to prove to you, because once you know that, then everything changes. Your whole, you have a foundation for faith, to, for healing, if you understand that fact. He says, he became a curse for us, that the blessing of Abraham, now the blessing of Abraham, that includes health and healing. You know, Abraham had a baby at 100, and uh, he lived to 175. So part of the blessing of Abraham is definitely health. And uh, it says that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles, that's us, in Christ Jesus. See, the blessing is ours in Christ Jesus. Jesus took the curse of sickness so that the blessing of healing might be ours in Christ Jesus. It belongs to you in Christ. If you're in Christ, this is a covenant benefit that belongs to you. He says that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. See, this promise of the Spirit is the blessing that Jesus paid for on the cross. But you have to receive it by faith. It doesn't come upon you automatically. It's not uh, something God imposes on you. You have to hear about what Jesus has done. You have to take God at his word. That's what faith is. Before you can feel it or see it, you believe it because God promises it and you receive it. Just imagine a child and a father and the father says, I promise you a bike. Does he thank the father then? Does he believe his father? Does he take him at his word? What if the child said, well, I'll believe it when I see it and he doesn't thank him. He's got no faith in his father. But what about the child who believes, well, my father has promised it. It's as good as that I have it. So thank you, father for it. That's all the evidence I need is your word, is your promise. And that's faith. Faith is taking God at his word and we receive the blessing through faith, it says. So we must believe that Jesus died for our sins and our sicknesses and we receive it for him, from him on that basis. See, the blessing is for all who believe. If we don't believe in what he's done, we can't partake of it. Isaiah 53 starts by saying, who has believed our report? The report is what Jesus has done on the cross. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? In other words, the one who believes is the one to whom the arm of the Lord, the power of the Lord will be revealed. Hallelujah. How can we doubt God's will to heal us when Christ went to the extent of bearing the full curse of all sickness on the cross so that we could receive the blessing of healing. If we deny what he did for us through unbelief, we can't enjoy it because the blessing comes on those who believe. The Spirit's promise is received through faith, trusting in the work of the cross, what Jesus has done. Jesus became a curse for you so that you could be healed. Hallelujah. And so Jesus redeemed us for from the curse, for he became a curse when he hung on the tree, and sickness is part of the curse of sin. Therefore, Jesus redeemed you from sickness on the cross. He bore your sickness for you. Praise God. He's redeemed us from the curse. He was made sick for us on the cross, so that now I can receive the blessing of, his, of healing that he released to me through his resurrection. So, 
He's redeemed me from sickness. He bore it from me. Therefore, we can walk free from sickness. We can overcome sickness. It has no right over me. I am redeemed from the curse. I am redeemed from sickness. Hallelujah. And I receive the blessing of healing upon me that will drive out that sickness from my body. I like this poem. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law as he hung on that shameful tree. And all that is worse is contained in the curse and Jesus has set me free. Not under the curse, not under the curse. Jesus has set me free for sickness I've health, for poverty wealth since Jesus has ransomed me. And one of the greatest proofs that healing is in the atonement is in Exodus 15 because this is a crucial passage because this is where God revealed his name, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord is our healer. That's one of his covenant names. And it also gives one of the great pictures of healing in the atonement. God reveals who he is, he's our healer, and he reveals how he heals us. It's through the atonement. It, let's read. Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now when they come to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Marah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. And when he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. And then he made a statute and ordinance for them. And there he tested them and said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put or I will allow none of the diseases to come on you, which I have brought or allowed to come on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you, or I am the Lord your healer, Jehovah Rapha. And so here, God reveals himself as our healer. That's his name. That's his unchanging name. You see, I am Derek. That means I'm always Derek. I don't, I'm not Derek some of the time when I'm in a good mood or when I'm doing well, I'm Derek. Or, or You know, I am Derek all the time. That's my name. And so if God's name is I'm the healer, he is always the healer. That's his very nature. That's who he is. He is our healer. He's not one who heals sometimes and doesn't heal other times. He is our healer. And he demonstrated this by healing all of Israel from sickness through the, a tree in this case. And the waters of Marah, you see, represent the, uh, the bitter waters of humanity because of sin. The waters of humanity and the waters of the human heart and the human condition are full of bitterness full of sickness. What is God's remedy for this sickness? And the remedy was that God showed Moses a tree. There, it was a divinely ordained tree. And that tree was thrown into the middle of the waters. And this tree, of course, is a picture of Christ on the cross. A divinely ordained tree that was cast into the bitter waters and it made those waters sweet. In other words, that tree soaked into itself all the bitterness and Jesus on the cross took upon himself all our sins and all our sicknesses, praise God, and then released the sweetness of life and healing to us. And when you receive into the bitter waters of your heart and your body, you receive the tree the work of the cross for you, then the bitter, bitter 
bitterness of your sickness is taken by the cross and the cross releases to you the sweetness of healing. And so in that context, God was showing a picture of Christ and he was declaring his name. I am the Lord, your healer. And this is how I heal you. I heal you through a tree. And so to have faith for healing requires, first of all, you put your faith in the Lord. He is the source of healing. He's the Lord, your healer. You've got to look to him. Look to the Lord. But also look to the Lord Jesus on the cross because that's how he heals you. He heals you through the cross, through the tree. And on the tree, he took your sickness. He took that and he took the bitterness and he released the sweetness of healing to you. You've got to see Jesus dying for you on the cross for your sicknesses and your pains. And then you can receive the sweetness of healing into your bitter waters. And so God declared how he heals us. He heals us through the tree. You've got to believe that Jesus died for your sicknesses as well as your sins if you're going to receive the sweetness of healing into your heart and into your body. He is our healer through his atonement on the cross. Hallelujah. So God wants to heal you. He wants you healthy and strong so you can serve him. God hates sickness, just like he hates sin. He wants to remove it from your body. We just have to surrender to him and trust him to do that. So see, receive your healing even now. See those bitter waters in your heart, in your body, and receive the tree of the atonement into them. Let Jesus soak up your sickness. Let him release his healing power into your body. Receive his words as he says to you, I am the Lord, your healer. Hallelujah. God wants you to be healed. First of all, to glorify God in your life, to show forth his goodness. Secondly, of course, for your own well-being, you should want to be healed. And thirdly, you should want to be healed to be a blessing to others, because when you're in health, you're more able to serve and help other people too. And so I want you to realize that God hates sickness. He hates the way it's hurting your life. That's why he paid such a great price to remove it from you. Why do we need to know that healing's in the atonement? For it settles the issue. Is it God's will to heal? You should absolutely know, yes, it is God's will to heal. Why is that important? Because faith begins when the will of God is known. You can't believe for anything if you don't know God's will for it. And it also tells you where to look for for your healing. You look to the Lord and you look to Jesus on the cross, paying the price with his blood for your healing. It makes it easier to receive your healing. Just imagine, you know, uh, that, because in, in, in a sense, it's not trying to get God to heal you. Because actually God has already paid the price and given you his healing. It's a matter of us just to receive it. Just imagine you bought a big box of chocolates for, for, for your friends. And you said, look, I've paid for it. The chocolate is yours. But they still have to come. They've got to believe your offer. They've got to come and take the chocolate that you've purchased for them. And in the same way, Jesus has purchased your healing it belongs to you, but you still have to come. You've got to believe his word, his promise. You've got to come and receive. 
you've got to have that confidence to come and receive what he's purchased for you. In fact, every spiritual blessing is ours in Christ through his death and resurrection. Ephesians says, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ. It's a spiritual blessing because it comes to us through the Holy Spirit. It's healing power. It says that the Spirit has been given that we might know what has been freely given to us by God. So we're not trying to get God to do it for us. He's already given it to us. The Spirit reveals what's been given to us so that we can receive by faith. We must have that confidence. Romans says, He who didn't spare his own son but delivered him up for us all on the cross, how shall he not also freely with him freely give us all things? In other words, everything that Jesus died for on the cross, including our healing, he will freely give it to us. He's not holding it back from us. If he died to pay for your healing, is he going to hold it back from you now? No, he freely gives it to us. But we must come and receive. That's why the Bible says that the Lord is rich to all who call upon him, for all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved, shall be healed. We have to call on him. He's rich to all who call on him. It says in in 2 Peter, his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. That includes healing. Through the knowledge of him, we have to know it. We have to know he's good and he's given it to us. Who has called us by glory and virtue, by which has been given to us exceeding great and precious promises, that through these you, you may be partakers of the divine nature. And so he's given it to us, but we have to have the promises of God, believe them, and that enables us to partake of the divine nature, to partake of our healing. So once you know the truth, then come to God and partake of the healing that he's provided for you. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And our vision is to spread the in-depth teaching of the Word of God to the ends of the earth. But we need your help. And on our website, oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk, you you can find a a way you can help us financially. And we would be so grateful. It's so important to have a strong foundation of faith established in your heart that Jesus didn't just die for your sins, but your sicknesses. That healing is in the atonement. And in this series of eight messages this audio series, your faith will be built strongly in the atonement of Christ. This is where I deal with it in the greatest depth. And connected with that is my book called Getting Healed. It again builds your faith and gives you direction step by step about how you can, first of all, know the foundation of healing and then step by step how you can personally come to God and believe and receive your healing from God. You can watch more of our teachings on our Oxford Bible Church Roku channel and Derek Walker YouTube channel. You're most welcome to join us at our church services which are every Sunday at 11am and 6pm at Cheney School, Headington, Oxford, OX3 7QH. You can order CDs, DVDs, books and other great products from our online shop at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk or by calling 01865 515 086.